I'm eating a cookie until Dan starts the show. Use of this podcast requires your acceptance of cookies. <laughs> I don't have any cookies. I'm feeling... Yeah, where's my cookie? Yeah, where's my fucking cookie? <laughs> Have you guys heard this um, Mojave thing? Are we starting the show? <laughs> yeah, can we start the show or what the hell? Yeah, all right, we're starting the show. He's eating. I know nobody <laughs> likes to hear anybody eat. Um, really, I think that's universally true. Nobody likes to hear. Although there's probably some fetishists who like to hear people eating. But I mean, ASMR isn't that people. the whole point of ASMR, or is that the opposite of ASMR? <laughs> I don't know. It's but a still. really good cookie. But what, what about Mojave, Mr. Moltz? <laughs> no, I want to go back to... I want to get into the cookie thing a little more. <laughs> I don't know. What are, your, what are your reactions to Mojave if you've updated to it? I don't know anybody who's updated to it who doesn't write about Max for a living. <laughs> <laughs> How many people do you know who don't write about Max for a living, really, when you think about it? <laughs> Fair. Uh, that you talk to about their operating system choices. <laughs> I assume you're not stopping people on the street and being like, have you updated to Mojave? That's my Lex voice. <laughs> have you heard the good news? John Armstrong, <laughs> co-host of Turning This Car Around, does not write about Max for a living, but is waiting until more people install well, Mojave it's, first. It's, it's, it, we do have a rebound, a rebound section of Turning This Car Around every week. <sighs> I hate you so much. Uh, <laughs> Dan, we're ready to talk about with kids with you at any time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Want to hear about our kids? Sure. I mean, we do that on this show anyways. I've met all your kids. <laughs> That's true. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have not met Lex's kids. Oh, I've barely oh, met amateur. Lex, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I think both and I have been in the same place at the same time, either once or twice. Really? It's at least twice. No, it's more than that. Okay. But, that seemed pl- yeah. implausible. I have yeah. the... I, I have it installed on my laptop because I was running the beta on that. I have not yet pulled the trigger on my iMac in part... <laughs> For one of those dumb reasons, I'm currently, I'm like writing up a pitch for a panel at Emerald City Comic Con next year, uh, mm-hmm. and I have it half filled out in my browser, and if I install it, I have to go to the browser <laughs> and lose all the information and do it again. So I literally almost started installing it the other day, and then I was like, oh, crap, I can't quit the browser. Uh, all right. I can't quit you, browser. So literally, it's very funny. I've quit the installer. But my application, the icon uh, in the dock for my applications folder has the not quite finished downloading (laughs) progress bar. You have a lot. You have a lot more trust in browser (laughs) stability than I do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not saying I never. I I do not fill things out. Like, I mean, like if there's anything that requires any amount of typing, I would always do it in some sort of editor before I put it into a browser. Yeah. Yeah, I should, but it's also one of those things where it's like a, it's a it's a form with all these different fields. So it's not like writing an article where it's like, yeah, I write the article in a in a you know an actual program and then copy and paste it. Because here it's like, oh, I've got to fill out like twenty different fields. Like I'm going to be copying and pasting yeah. all this shit back and forth, which is annoying. So yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, if it does get wiped out, it's not the end of the world. Like it's I can fill it all out again. It's just annoying. So yeah, I so I haven't. That's the main reason. And then, like, somebody was, you know, talking, maybe Marco or somebody was like, yeah, I'll, I'll install it later this fall after everybody's installed. And it's like, should I wait? <laughs> I think, you know, I think it's not, I don't know. Okay, so I installed it. And, um, I, I, you know, I wanted to try dark mode. 
because I was using you, right. you know dark the existing mode. the existing dark mode in High Sierra, which is not really. I mean, it's mostly just the dock and the menu bar, right? I mean, and I guess some dialog boxes or something like that. I don't remember now, but um, it is <laughs> it's too much. I can't I can't deal with it. Um, it's very hard to tell the um, active window from other windows in dark mode. And if you turn, you can turn the contrast up in uh, accessibility settings, and that mm. helps a lot. Um, but between, but it's still difficult. And between that and you know my old eyes and the text, um, white text on a black background is a lot harder to read. In yeah, you know, yeah, depending I, on I, your, your eyesight. Part of the reason I wanted to install it on the iMac is because it has a Retina display, unlike the Air, and I feel like dark mode on the Air. I, I agree with you, John. I think it's even harder on a non-retina display to read because the text starts feeling a lot fuzzier. Um, yeah. And maybe, some, again, some of that is just the weird contrast of having light on dark instead of the other way around. Um, but yeah, I don't like it as much. I've also noticed, and this is, I'm interested, have you, how is your, what computer are you running it on? You're running uh, it on your MacBook. MacBook Pro? Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I have found it a little more sluggish on my Air. Like... And I don't know. I mean, your, your computer is much newer so, than mine. I think so too. I mean, it was billed as being faster, right? And it doesn't seem to be faster to me. I, particularly, well, you know, the Finder is the Finder, but I think f- uh, like uh, dialogue Tell that boxes. To freaking John. <laughs> sorry. Wow. It took me too long to get all the words out. Oh, he said the Finder's Finder was like, I think that was mostly cookie. Lex, go, I yeah, Lex, just go back to putting cookies it. in your mouth. <laughs> I ate the cookie a long time ago and it was delicious. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, um, that computer is obviously, that's a two, my air is a 2014. So, you know, it's not the most modern of computers, but it doesn't, it definitely does feel a little bit more sluggish. I switched back to, um, to light mode yesterday because I finally found somebody did make an app that does the automatic switching from light to dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so I installed that. Uh, I will say, I don't think it, since Apple clearly didn't design that as a feature, it's not like, you know, if you turn on, if you if your computer goes to sleep and the sun goes down and you have night shift on and you wake your computer up, it'll like fade into the new yeah. color temperature. That does right. not happen with switching from light no, to dark mode. No, of course mode, not. Because they yeah. did not it design it. Point. It just goes like, yeah. and then it like freaks yeah. out. <laughs> right. Um, so right. yeah, uh, I can, yeah, fair that that you know feature is probably a little bit harder to implement than I would have said. Like, oh, it takes two seconds. Um, but I still wish that Apple would have that as a as a functionality. They should. I think it would be cool. I think they should. I think they should have cool. too. Um, I do like. I really like the dynamic desktop thing. I actually think that's really cool. Oh, I like that too. That that I, I will agree with you. I, I do like that as well. It? What is that? What is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, this is the, it. It's basically you can package a bunch of different images into the same package, like uh, one scene. At, the the default they have is like a scene at uh, the desert at different times of day, and it will shift throughout the day. So it goes from like, you know, sunrise to sunset to night. Um, it's just cool. It's a cool little subtle uh, change. So your desktop pattern just updates throughout the day. And somebody, there's a, uh, some guy did come up with a utility to let you make your own. And he packaged together a bunch of like shots of the earth from space. Um, so it shifts through the day, um, which is pretty, that's just a nifty little feature. I dig it. Yeah. So Lex, I assume you're not Mojave-ing. I mean, Are you I will. less Javi-ing? Ha! <laughs> it's just not something I've rushed into. Um, I never do now with OS 10 updates, and it really it surprises me. But like, 
they are less motivating than uh, iOS. I'll update like yeah. my phone today said I'm going to update to a 12.1 beta, and I was like, okay. Um, but OS 10 is like whatever. It's all the same <laughs> at this point. There's nothing that I'm really looking forward to. I'm not going to go to dark mode. It would be different. Well, I don't like change. Yeah, and I and I will say that I think that uh, the iOS 12 update was and and my watch update. Um, I guess everybody's watch update um, were both great and i appreciate the speed and um the new features and i i think neither of those are present in mojave for me yeah I'm right a little sad the to... other thing the other thing is mojave C has broken a couple of old applications that i use, have been using for quite some time one of them oh. is skype which um is um freezing now every time i start oh, a nice. conversation so nice so now uh, it's frozen but at least we're able to continue the conversation <laughs> I I will miss a little bit. My iMac actually for years I've been running the just the dark menu bar and dark dock. That was the old mm-hmm. dark mode, mm-hmm. and I actually think I'll miss that a little bit when I switch. Over I do. Like, too. I already do. Yeah, maybe someone will make a utility to, <laughs> to just just back. change those. Yeah, because <laughs> because I like those better. Yeah, I I haven't run into any incompatibility issues other than Mojave really likes to bug you. Like we're serious. We're gonna stop supporting thirty two bit apps. Like not right now, right. but right. soon. So you know. These apps, all of these apps need to be updated. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And, easy, and these were easy. like, well, I mean, one of them, one of them was, is, was like four versions out of date for, you know, well, major I mean, releases out of date. And then the other one was Skype, which I'm, you know, I've been hanging on to what, version six or whatever the, you know, the one that people used to like, and then they changed it and now it sucks. Um, so I'm apparently going to have to. Oh, good. Cause I have that and, too. I haven't run into that issue yet, but. Really? Uh, yeah, because well, okay. I haven't really been using Skype on my laptop that much. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, right. At least I don't... You know what? I did use it a couple times when I was traveling. I didn't have a freezing issue, so who knows? But there's also uh, QuickTime... The old QuickTime Player 7 is going to finally die at some point. Not in, mm-hmm. in Mojave, but probably whatever's next. Yeah, and I'm a little like... I use that all the time. <laughs> I know. Uh, what do you use that for? I use it I, for I use separating it. out tracks of Call Recorder. Like oh, there are okay. other ways to do yeah. that. The call recorder guys have their own app, so I I can use that. Use that, but like Lex said, it means changing my workflow, and that would be sad. I I, I keep this is one my my perpetual project is to create automator workflows, which will which are now more accessible. Quick actions, I guess they're now called, um, that would do all this like processing file processing for me. But I always start down this path with automator, and I get like five minutes into it, and I'm like, this is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't making my life any easier it's all true yeah but i mean it's it's like the initial investment like i could make it work but the initial investment um it's is gonna take to a while. well i don't know i do this three or four times a week right because i make a bunch of different yeah, podcasts right. so like in right. theory it should save me time but automator i find yeah. is one of those things that's just slightly too obtuse for me yeah I noticed, I noticed something similar. Like I, I was in bed, you know, looking at my iPad last night, and I wanted to look at a file that I had that I knew was on my laptop. And I thought, oh, and at first I thought, oh, I can't get to it. It's on my, it's on my laptop. And then I thought, oh, wait, but now I use iCloud syncing. So if it's in my documents folder, I should be able to get to it. And so I go into my documents on my iPad and I go through and realize, no, it's, it's not on my document because my, my 
file organization is so just i mean i've i think i switched for, yeah bad. it's so terrible i mean because you know for a while i was relying on dropbox and then i'm re- now i'm relying partly on dropbox and partly on icloud and then there are some big files that i don't want to sync up to the cloud so some of them are just stored on my my laptop hard drive and i'm just like i need to go through and rationalize this because it is completely bonkers because i've just switched too many systems over the years and never really switched them fully yeah. Um, but uh, but again, yeah, just like you said, it's like that that process of going through and copying everything into the place where it should actually be and figuring out what that is seems like such a daunting task that I'm probably not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I have the uh, I have the like half like I, I always like stirred out with these grand ideas of organizing my file system. And then I just have all these like half discarded attempts at creating hierarchies and all my different computers. So like, yeah. <laughs> I do have a pretty extensive like Dropbox like collection where most stuff goes into Dropbox, but like you, I have like, Oh, I don't need to put this in a Dropbox thing. So like even, I even try to like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I use my download folders to keep a bunch of shit in. And I'm yeah. always like, oh, I should clean I that think, out. And I'm like, oh, God, there's oh. like 50 things in here. Never mind. <laughs> oh, my God. I have so much I shit think, in there. I um, think Google and Spotlight and other things have conspired to make most of us less good at organizing. Like, yeah. uh, I don't organize my email at all, nope. except for stuff that I'm saving for taxes, because I can find anything I need. And like, I tag whatever Gmail does a tagging. I, I tag stuff that's for taxes, and that's it. Um, it's pretty much if I have a donation and I get the donation confirmation email, I tag it taxes and that's it. But like my f- desktop has maybe three or four folders on it at a time. Once a day, I clean it up and say, okay, all this stuff is work and all this stuff is not and all this stuff is whatever. And that's it. And there's no further hierarchy of any kind. I just want my desktop clean at the end of the day um, because you can find whatever you need in two seconds. I still, I wish that Google would make a thing that could just Google search. I know John would never install this, but if I could you know, Google oh God, search no. my Mac uh, and just find all that stuff because Spotlight is okay, but not great. <laughs> but yeah, it's why bother organizing things if you can find it all instantly? I actually just yeah. changed my email organization slightly because in the past, it's just like I flag anything that's like i need to refer back to this or i need to follow up to this and that's like my to-do list and because i've ended up with having to do so you know in the midst of wedding planning uh i was like shit i can't mix all this stuff in with all my other stuff like my inbox will just be wall-to-wall flags so i actually started to use like that that uh mail has different colors of flags so i started using like different colors for different types of things like this is all wedding stuff this is all book stuff this is personal stuff like and so now i at least have like a rainbow of wall-to-wall flags in my inbox (laughs) but the shitty thing i wrote about this a couple weeks ago the shitty thing is that ios doesn't ios still only has one flag so everything shows up in ios as the same type of flag and then you go back to your mac and it's like oh pretty rainbow of colors and it's like guys this is not hard why don't you just add more colors to the ios side that'd be great years years ago i used to organize my email by categories and you know but <laughs> everything is in my inbox right right now. yeah same i mean like exactly what lex said it's so easy to search and find things and even when yeah. i have trouble finding things like i usually just need to you well, know, at least at least specific. that's like a flat hierarchy though you know i mean like if i if i'm looking for an email i know it's in my inbox <laughs> Whereas right. yes. with my file system, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> sure, right. And, you know, versioning. Oh, like they've tried to get better versioning over the years, but I definitely still have like, you know, all of like contracts where the contract will go back and forth. And I'll like, oh, I should save these for like, you know, until I get the new version of the contract. And inevitably I'll get the new version and I won't delete the old one. So I'll have like this one, right. in, you know, final, really like. Yeah, contract. yeah. 
Oh my god. I just love thinking about in the the legal world and just in the professional world overall, how many documents are named final, final, final? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is for line. sure. Um, there's, there's some folks here who are really, really good at it. Like if there's a new logo for a show, this where it comes up. Like our designer's always like, here's version A, here's version B, here's version C. And people send it back like, version C2. And he's like, C2 is not a thing. You can make it D. <laughs> yeah. you, could, you know, we could go to another. <laughs> I, just, I just love it. Well, I tried you know what else I, I love, guys? Okay. Oh. Dan, we have a little bit of business to take care of, Tip, and please, I've been waiting so you. patiently. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. Plus, with a simple and intuitive design that presents data in an easy-to-digest way, like a cookie, it's not it's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. All it takes is four taps on your smartphone to place a trade. You can get custom notifications for price movements, so you never miss the right moment to invest. And again, there's no commission fees, unlike other brokerages, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Robinhood strives to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. They hook me up with an account. Uh, they, as I'm going to mention later on in the ad, you get to like pick a stock to get for free. Um, you can see all kinds of trends, and it really does look like if Apple were to suddenly say, "Hey, we're going to make an app of this sort," this is what it would look like. The design is so so brilliant. I don't know um, what they're paying their designers, but they are doing well because the, it looks fantastic. You should take a shot. You should take a look at it. Robinhood is giving listeners of the Rebound a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at Rebound. Dot Robinhood.com. That's right. They like it so much, they registered the domain. <laughs> Go to rebound.robinhood.com. One more time, rebound.robinhood.com. I'm sorry, Dan, you were saying? I was saying um, organizationally, like there are some places that I keep very close track on, on organization stuff. And like, um, because of being a freelancer, my expenses and my income, like I've got a whole numbers spreadsheet that makes it way easier to track this stuff and it's like it's like you know you were talking about at least like the inbox being a flat hierarchy and i do like that you know i've tried to collect more of my information in places where it's like sensible to have that information so being able to find all the stuff in that spreadsheet versus being able to find everything in my inbox but like yeah files just detritus of files and especially when you're dealing with like podcasts and stuff like that where you have to process lots of files all the time it is definitely a lot more frustrating here's a bunch of files of molts talking god knows i don't want those oh i delete those (laughs) good to know yeah so anyway i'm not like yeah i'm not mm, experiencing a lot of mojave love right now particularly i would say mojave love mojave love which yeah i'll I'll get there sand it gets everywhere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i there's not as much to entice the upgrades this year right like there's some interesting stuff in there i've been thinking a lot about the ios apps running on mac os like oh yeah you want to talk about news <laughs> yeah news news is interesting well yeah i guess this is less an ios thing but there's the slate article this week about how apple news basically drives tons of traffic but doesn't mm-hmm. uh doesn't drive any like revenue essentially <laughs> Right. Lex, that's right up your alley. Yeah, I love revenue. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, he, eats revenue, he eats revenue and cookies for lunch. There's two. Uh, Apple has two big apps from which it doesn't look on the surface like it directly makes money, even though it spends money on them. Uh, news and uh, Stocks. podcasts. Oh. Right? With Apple Podcasts, they are uh, largely powering a, a massive ecosystem of revenue generation in which they do not participate. Like, if you sell apps, Apple gets a cut. 
uh, you sell movies, music, TV shows, they get a cut. But you got podcasts that you're monetizing with ads or news articles that you're monetizing with ads. Apple doesn't get a piece. But, Apple has but, no motivation today to help on the Apple news well, side unless people pull out. Except it sells ads on the news side, apparently. According to the Apple, slate Apple piece, is anyways. now selling ads against news? I didn't know. Yeah, but they're not selling a lot is the problem. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. kind of... We're kind of back to the issue when they were um, selling ads in apps, like iAd. They should call me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is to say they aren't really... Because they don't work with the ad systems that are broadly used in the industry, they're not selling as many ads. Uh, and now, I didn't get a chance to read through the entire Slate article, but I did see at one point that they apparently have built-in support for one of Google's ad management systems, which could help bolster that. But to me, the the shoe that's not dropped there is the whole texture acquisition from earlier this year. Granted, you know, it wasn't going to drop this year because that was only six months ago. But I have to think that they're trying, that that will be the revenue leverage somehow, is either making it easier for people to subscribe to publications via the Apple News app, like much like you know you go on your apple tv and you want to subscribe to a channel or an app you can do it right through the app there or they will bundle some sort of subscription deal to a bunch of you know popular yeah. publications and sell it themselves and give yeah. a cut to the news well providers. you i mean you still you currently log into like if you have a subscription right. to the washington post you log in when you go into but you news, still have to like apple news buy a subscription through the post yes. right correct Right. So I'm, I'm sure they're trying or, to figure out if they're Amazon in this case. Right. Well, I'm sure you can try and figure out like if they're going to try to be a middleman in that way somehow. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. That seems it's they obviously spend a lot of money on acquiring texture for some reason. And it's basically widely reported, if not confirmed, that they're going to integrate it with news somehow. So, yeah, I yeah. think there's another. But it, it's impressive to me that it has gotten as much traction from users um i know and i personally i'm not crazy about I, it i don't use it that much now yeah i am trying to use it um just i don't know i'm trying to use it because well be, i think partly because i quit twitter <laughs> mm. and i'm trying to get news other ways and uh it's just like if one of the, the one of the big things that bugs me is it truncates longer headlines yeah and and so you'll you know <laughs> Dr. Ford testifies that Kavanaugh blank. Um, and it's very frustrating. I find that extremely frustrating. And then the other thing that I find frustrating is it doesn't seem like there's, it, it, it's hard to customize to me. And um, I yeah. think maybe some of my, my problem is that I, I, I feel like these settings should be traveling across devices and it, maybe it's not doing that to the Mac yet for some reason. And also I don't the, understand why the, the Mac. So like, I don't want to see Fox news and I've already told my iPad that I don't want to see Fox news. And yet when I open it on uh, my Mac, there's Fox news. I just don't like the, yeah, I agree with you. I think the cure, like as a user curating, it is a pain in the ass. Like, and, and the Mac app is also shitty. Uh, I tried yes. using it today because I kept trying to like, oh, yes, I like this news source. And you click the little heart next to it or something, and it's supposed to add it to your news sources. But the, like it kept sitting there, and like it would do this weird animation like it had taken it off the list, but it was still there. And I like, click again, and then I go up and realize, like, oh, it's added it like three times. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's yeah. got like broad channels of stuff, too, right? Like like categories rather than just specific yeah, news sites. And it's, it's like, a, like I, a, it's a real like fire hose in the face of of news when you and, start it up. And you know, and, I don't I, like I've used Google News for years. I don't really love its latest redesign um, because I find it harder to get to the stuff I want. 
Um, but you know, I'm okay with that to a certain extent if it's just like I want to see this topic. But I think Google to their up and downsides, like they restrict the over like top level categories a lot more. So it's like there's like seven top of you know like entertainment, technology, you know, world news, etc. And it's like that's fine. It's kind of it's it's do it's like manageable for me to like process. But like I feel like the Apple News sometimes gets too granular in some of its categories, mm-hmm. and it's like, why am I trying to figure out if I like technology or video games? <laughs> like, yeah. And so. I can't understand. I mean, I can't really get a grasp of how it's organized. Um, yeah, badly. I think is the answer. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I the thing that I complained about with with Apple News specifically, I think I complained about it on the show is you get the alerts where you can't see enough of the story, and so you tap into the more uh, detail filled version of the alert, and it shows you less of the story mm. do you know what i mean <laughs> because when you when you do the live preview whatever they call those like more f- full featured previews in notification center uh it brings in a photo from the news story which means you get less text. oh yeah like you right. can't even like you can see some of the headline but not all of it and then you can see less or some of the story and then less and it's so annoying to me i don't know why i want to get that information from apple news versus just tapping into the article but i do want to do this in terms of the alerts uh, it doesn't work so that's what annoys me i am impressed though that i always get those news alerts i guess it's how all alerts work but i get them at the same second on all my devices on my ios devices at least and mm-hmm. i don't know how they're picking which news sources to show me but it's like yeah that's some the thing. random like, wired story it's like oh okay, actually you know, this is not important at all i think i get i get two things i get like breaking political news and then i also get like national geographic um which i'm sure <laughs> that i um have told it that i like yeah i think um, i've only get, i think i only get notifications from the washington post yeah i think that's, like, maybe that's level. where i get them i think that's where i get them too actually yeah um but yeah, like you I know you go into they... i go into it and it's like there's two like there's today and then there's morning digest i mean what's the difference between <laughs> between those two things well, it's morning like, it's the morning one is going to happen <laughs> while i'm having my morning cookie yes exactly. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's there's oh managed notification i see okay so there is a managed notifications and you can like i have most stuff turned off except for news top stories and the washington post and apple news spotlight well, i don't even know what that is so you can granularly choose like which things you want notifications from. And the answer is I really only want breaking news because I don't need that many stories or anything else. Even the I have the New York Times on, I get alerts from them and I always get annoyed on the weekends when it's like here's a feature that we've reported. It's like I don't know. Yeah. I don't need to be I don't need to be alerted that you have published this feature story that is not breaking news. I'm sure it's yeah. perfectly fine, but I don't need like that jolt of adrenaline when it's like, oh God, what happened now? <laughs> so anyway don't upgrade to mojave that's what i said <laughs> wow you're really down on it much more than that that's not what i said but i mean like if you're thinking of waiting i would go ahead and wait <laughs> yeah i mean i'll probably give it i think i will upgrade in the next week or so but i will probably give it a wait a week because i do have heard yeah. some bugs cropping up there there's like one that makes it difficult like like freezes the login window which sounds pretty bad mm. so they're going to need a fix for that. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> that's what you say. Yeah, well, that's true. I'm not. I'm not an engineer. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give it a week or so. We'll I haven't. I mean, doing. other than it breaking, like I said, other than it breaking a bunch of old apps, uh, which is really not that unreasonable. It's um, they probably should be upgraded anyway. But uh, I found it fairly stable, but as we discussed, slightly slower. Yep. Well, 
<laughs> fairly so. stable but slightly slower is what we call each <laughs> that's, subsequent episode that's, of the um, podcast. It's <laughs> also the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? How are you guys uh, enjoying? Is your is your has your watch arrived? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's supposed uh, to arrive at potentially even during the recording of this. Very yeah, podcast. it could be. It could. Yeah, it arrives. I can see that now. The the UPS truck has not moved since I last sent you guys that screenshot, which is upsetting yeah. me because it's literally a block away, and it looks like maybe the guy's just having lunch or something. Or maybe well, he got held up. Literally. Oh, no, no! Don't get held up! <laughs> oh, that would be so bad. <laughs> Give me all your Apple Watches. Are we calling this episode Apple Watch Watch? So, I don't have a watch, but I do have a 10s sitting here. Mm. Oh. So, mm. I've been using that for the last couple days. Uh, I, I want to dive into the 10s, but before you do it, uh, I'm, I'm, this is not an ad. This is just me wanting to call back to one thing that I didn't okay. get to mention because of the topic we've done, which is, uh, do either of you, or I, have either of you ever used Hazel on yeah. the Mac? We were talking about yep. keep, keeping your files clean. Mm-hmm. And now, I, I do, do own you it. still use it? I, I use it. it on my Mac Mini for certain very specific tasks of like moving files around. I believe Dan Miller gave it five mice or four and a half mice at Macworld. Like, he loved it. He swore by it. It's a really um, powerful app. Like It's impressive the stuff it can do. I literally, while we were talking, just upgraded it because I hadn't upgraded it in a long time. And like, it's, uh, I look at it and I'm like, man, I bet this can do a whole ton. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, I have that with but shortcuts. I have the same issue with shortcuts, which is like, oh my God, shortcuts is super powerful. Like, what do I actually need shortcuts for? <laughs> and I did spend some time like building a workflow. I don't know if we talked about this last week. Maybe I talked with John uh about like filing my receipts when i have expenses and that was cool and then the rest of the time has just been playing around with it but like i don't have like a like a serious task that i need solved and a hazel is is something like that right like i might come up with an idea and realize oh this is the perfect thing that i can use hazel for but like it's one of those tools that you sit down in front of like yes i'm ready to be productive now i shall dive into this application and make my life so much better i have no idea I I i mean maybe i just like it stacks on um uh mojave is it stacks now or is oh, that the old one no sta- well <laughs> yeah well stacks I can't remember mojave does have stacks yeah so it's basically yeah. you can tell it to like organize your desktop and it will like move everything into piles <laughs> yeah which i mean i don't i don't think i want that that's like i mean it's i love it because it's like the methodology i used to clean my room when i was 12 <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think that's there's what, tons of shit on the floor, but it's in piles yeah, now, yeah. so it's therefore it's neater. Right. Yeah, that's what I've tried to teach Hank. Yeah, just <laughs> just pile it up, just pile it up. Pile it, it, it looks cleaner. It. Yeah, all it's right. All so about, tell us all about your 10s now. I'm ready. Yeah, um, you guys I, have there, Well, I was gonna say there's not there's not much. Obviously, as a you know, if you're coming from the 10, it is a fairly modest upgrade and i have not the biggest thing seems to be the camera which i haven't spent that much time with so i don't have Oh man why not you got a beautiful fiance you got a beautiful new phone there's plenty to take photos of i took a picture of her last night and (laughs) she's supposed to take pictures of his phone (laughs) yeah i I definitely uh, with a mirror selfie mode (laughs) just turn around really fast so but i will say the one thing that jumped out at me this time was the upgrade experience which i feel has gotten steadily better uh as as apple has gone on and i for whatever reason this year's felt the best to me yet like i don't know if these these, i couldn't remember (laughs) if some of these things were there last year but for example like so you know this for a couple years they've had the thing where you just like put it next to your old phone and it's like hey yeah i I know you've got a phone there i'll just upgrade all the like import all that stuff and like that's great uh but what i thought was really cool this time there used to be this weird dance you'd have to do where you'd like have to go through the entire setup process 
and then you'd like get into the home screen and then you'd have to do the import and so they've really like yeah. streamlined that to the point where it, as it was sitting there it's like hey we've noticed that your your old phone's iCloud backup is not you know it's a day old or something right uh do you want to back that up first I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, obviously I want to back that up first. And it's like, great, we'll take care of that for you. And then just started doing the iCloud backup on the old phone. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, because normally I remember like having to go in and be like, all right, do the manual backup and sit around and wait for it. And then while it's all backing up, it had me do like a bunch of other stuff on the new phone to get it ready. And then it just restored it from there. And like, you know, certainly I have a just a fuck ton of apps. So that took forever to download and like the photo mm. library. How many apps? A fuck ton. <laughs> Got it. So I, you know, it took a while for that to work, but I basically just left it on the charger and, you know, went and used my iPad for a few hours. And by the time I finished, it was, everything was there. Uh, it even imported, uh, test flight stuff, which it used to have a problem with, um, like, you know, apps that you've got or testing with test flight, like it, you, it showed up the icon on the screen, but if you tapped on it, it's like, you don't have access to this right now. So I had to like go into test flight and install them. But like, it wasn't like before where just a bunch of apps disappeared, because they were right. test flight apps. So I'm like, oh no, now, how do I get those back? You're talking about all this hassle of just managing one Apple device. I do want to mention to our listeners and you, Dan, that this episode is brought to you also by Jamf Now. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect all your Apple devices. It's easy to keep track of your own Mac or iPad or iPhone. Uh, easy might be a stretch sometimes even. But what about the other Apple devices at work? As a business grows, so does its digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. That's especially true if your employees are remote or Dan Morin. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and even lock or wipe a device as needed from anywhere. Yes, even there. Jamf Now manages devices so that you can focus on your business instead. No IT experience is needed. And now, Rebound listeners can start securing your business today. By setting up your first three devices for free forever. Add more for just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash rebound. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash rebound. Jamf.com slash rebound. Could have made your life easier, Dan. That's all I'm saying. I prefer to jamf later. <laughs> <laughs> remote devices are Dan, who's just emotionally remote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very, I, I've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, go easy on me. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> In summation, I have an iPhone X, X Dennis. Pew pew. Senator in conclusion. <laughs> um, I thought the senator's name was in conclusion. Like that's a pretty good name. <laughs> Uh, looks like there is a Logic Pro update just as we were recording this. That's great. I use Logic Pro. Maybe I'll <laughs> it's be fine for you. Maybe that'll make things be edited, but maybe our podcast will sound better. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it's probably not. Yeah. We're still going to be saying the same words, right? No, I actually new filter just makes oh, it sound nice. smarter. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that Press sounds these. quite esoteric and intellectual. Smartify it sounds stimulating. <laughs> Uh, everyone's going to see right through that. I appreciate your elucidation of that fact. That's all the big words I know. We we touched we touched on Google at one point. Um, the, and I guess they've like already walked this back, but I don't even know if this if this was out last week. But Chrome, uh, they released a version of or announced a version of Chrome uh, announced I think right that was going to automatically log you into uh, your Google account so that they could track everything that you were doing. And then everybody had a complete conniption over that. And so they said, Oh, actually we're not going to do that. 
I totally missed that. I knew they had released yeah. a new version with like new design, but I don't use Chrome that much. So yeah, I deleted it uh, like a year or two ago. So do you use any Google products now, John? Just out of curiosity. Well, I have a couple of Google. I mean, I have several Google email accounts still that I haven't got rid of. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, I have a, I have an Android. I mean, I have an original. What was the, the little seven inch, uh, the Nexus. I have an original Nexus upstairs, that, nice. but we don't, you know, it's not, I don't think it's even, it's probably completely drained right now. Yeah, uh, me too. Same. <laughs> you're completely drained right it's now? Completely drained. Yeah. Oh, Understood. I, I had a thing I wanted, Lex, uh, you texted me this week that to complain like about something, which I've also been having trouble with. <laughs> was it, it me? It was John. <laughs> it was John. You're like, fucker molds. Dan, I remember that I texted you to complain about something, and I can't remember what it is. So I'll tell you what it was. Was it, you, was it Siri? Yeah, no, you were asking about the Sonos One. And the being, Sonos One, Alexa. And yes. failing to hear you, and it has been pretty terrible this week for me. I don't know what's going on and whether this is like... I can never tell if there are changes that are happening sort of behind the scenes that are not part of software updates where yep. they're like tweaking stuff, but it has been just a shit show. Like, like yes. one of those weeks where you just yell at it and it just sits there and like a sullen me, child. Been, I would say a month where Sonos <laughs> one has really been shitty at listening. See, I have, I don't have a Google device, but I have one of those. And so, stop, call, one, stop calling him Alexa. I mean, maybe he'll start responding. <laughs> Sonos one is the, the Sonos speaker. That's like a play one, but it's got echo support built into it. Um, I assume, I mean, it has to be the case that when you say the trigger word to that Sonos device, it's going directly to Amazon. There's no pass through to Sonos servers. Like if you say Alexa, it's Amazon listening from that moment on. And honestly, Amazon's already been listening and they're recording everything Malt says, but <laughs> the they'll get it uh, one way or the other. Oh, I don't understand is why would that device be getting worse? Because in theory, the Sonos one is not updating its firmware without you saying so. Like, and I haven't installed an update recently. It just seems like it's getting, it's particularly bad at hearing while it's playing music, which used to not be a problem. It's like, it heard about how good the home is in this. And it's like, well, I'm not that good. So let me just get 12 times worse. Dude, <laughs> the conspiracy theory is that Amazon is just making the Sonos ones worse. <laughs> And is, that, is, is there a real conspiracy theory? I, no, I, like I literally just shooting? invented that conspiracy ah, theory. <laughs> I'm with you. But it's, it's like comically bad. It if, is if it mishears really you bad. and starts playing the wrong song, you're like, no, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. It's like, no, I'm going to keep playing the song maybe like a little louder instead. The one that gets me all the time, <laughs> recently the one that's been getting us is that like I'll say, you know, oh, turn on the bedroom lights. And it's like, well, there are several things that share that lane. And as it's saying, there are several devices that share that. I'm going, no, there aren't. Like... <laughs> Turn on. Everyone's fine. I'll go like, yeah. Alexa, play. They might be giants, and it'll be like to do that. You'll first have to enable the Sono skill, and I'm like, I definitely won't. <laughs> I 100 percent have already done all the setup. You were just playing a different song, and then you say, Alexa, play it again. It's like, only oh, play a different song or a different artist instead. And so you say, Alexa, stop. And it's like, I can't hear you, and it's really infuriating. Like I'm very, very close to putting the original Echo back in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I, gonna, but I'm close. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty close to probably having that demanded of me. <laughs> Dan, I demand you move Which the Echo back Which is basically the same thing. Yeah, well, I will not be able to. You are almost married. <laughs> yeah. I, God, the problem is I just really enjoy having the Sonos, like, having the Sonos speakers in all the rooms so I can move the audio around. But... I know. What's terrible is I've reverted to using the Sonos app, which is not a great app experience but i'm doing that instead of yeah. talking to my speaker and i prefer talking to my speakers these days do you you can't really like do the multi-room thing though via voice can you uh can you, be you like, can actually say 
play this on this and this. Oh, okay. All right. I don't I don't use that much. I usually go to the the app if it requires me to do like grouping or ungrouping stuff. And but you remember I gave you a hardware tip on grouping as well, right? You did. Because that's you the did. far easier way. Okay. No, I do I do appreciate that. Play, press and hold the play pause button on the speaker you'd like to pair with, dear listener. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know what I re enabled this week. Uh, or at least a couple weeks ago, the with the when the update came out for the HomePod, I re-enabled. I had turned off the the ability for like it's listening essentially. Like it still worked as an AirPlay speaker, but I had turned off the Siri part. Um, and I re-enabled it after the update, and I've been trying to use it a little bit more. And it's it's nice. Like I, it's a nice product. It just feels like they're so far behind. Is the answer is like right because they're not focused on the system part. They're focused on the audio on the, part. on the audio part. And the audio is fine, I'm, but AirPlay like an AirPlay two is definitely way better than old AirPlay. And like I will frequently AirPlay stuff to both my Sonos one and my HomePod, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I have been very impressed with the AirPlay two support on Sonos. Yep, um, I agree. I don't have anything else to test it on, but it works great. Like just the fact that my Sonos speakers show up as a destination is cool. Yeah, I, d- I still do want just an AirPlay two speaker that is not a smart speaker, but they don't appear to exist currently. <laughs> which is kind of a bummer yeah i don't think they make a whole lot of new speakers that aren't smart (laughs) yeah i know that is that is terrible that's like trying to buy a tv that doesn't have the tv yeah yeah because i just i want a speaker for the bedroom that's just a speaker and unfortunately that doesn't seem to be an option so uh i right now it's like i have a bluetooth speaker that i still sometimes put in there uh but that's about it so yeah somebody should make an airplay 2 speaker that's just just a freaking speaker (laughs) Just for us. I know Moltz won't be necessarily on top of all this, but uh, Lex, because, <laughs> well, you know, you're not, you're not in the, the Echo system, but uh, I'm curious about the, uh, so Amazon announced like 162 different uh, Echo products the other week. I don't know if you saw any of those. Uh, well, the microwave? That was one. They also revamped. The well, they revamped all the all the Echo devices too. No, I don't think they revamped the Spot because I'm in the market for a Spot, and I think I'm going to wait until. Oh, my no, really. but they did revamp the Dot, and they did revamp the the Echo Plus um, to look more like the new Echo, where it's got like the cloth covering, and they revamped the Echo Show with a bigger screen. So I won't be getting one of those though. Uh, and the one that, oh, they also have the echo the the echo thing for your car now, which I can't quite figure out the utility of because presumably it still has to use my phone as some sort of display. I don't really know what the deal is with that one, but the one that I want is there's a wall clock that shows you your your echo timers that you set, which I think is actually kind of cool. So you don't like this Alexa on the road thing, this echo auto thing you don't like I it? don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand how it works. Is yeah. it is it, it is connects, it Bluetooth? It connects to your speakers. Uh, oh, it's, it's wired. There's a wire. No, I don't know what it is. It plays stuff, but I assume it must play it. Do you plug it into the aux jack of your car? So Echo Auto con- connects to most cars to support Bluetooth to play music or have auxiliary input. Uh, Bluetooth or auxiliary. Okay, you can do either way. It like, uses your smartphone plan and the Alexa app for connectivity and other features. So it must somehow pair with your phone and then play stuff through your phone through stuff right. that your phone's like, connected to? Like, this seems weird. Why wouldn't well, I just no, use Siri? Well, no. Well, no. I mean, if, because you're if you're an Amazon Music customer, right now, what I want to know is, does the hardware device mean I don't need to use 
I don't have to launch the Echo, the, the, the Amazon okay. Music app myself. Because right now, I got to be in my car. I got to open the Amazon Music app and have it my phone unlocked and open in order to speak to Alexa on my phone and have it change songs. And because of like Do Not Disturb while driving, all those things, you have to like stare at your phone to face ID it while you're driving, hit a button and lie and say that you're not driving, and then make sure that app is open and then say, Alexa, play this. So if you can talk to the device and it will wake up your phone and launch the right app and do all those things, then that's interesting. But if I don't quite understand if that's what it does or not. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how it how it handles this. Just ask Alexa to play a song genre artist station for Amazon Music, and it claims it will do it. Um, yeah, I work through car speakers and uses your existing smartphone plan. I'm I'm tempted to just you know at at 25 bucks, I'm tempted to buy one and see if I can. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll request an invitation. It's it's not actually like available for sale. They'll just like give you a chance to buy it at fifty percent off, and I'll it's like I'll buy one for twenty five bucks to see if it works or not. Write a review. I request an invitation. Why not? It's fine. Why not? Hmm. Uh, I sent both Dan and John <laughs> a product that I wanted to buy that was advertising to me on Instagram. <laughs> but i asked them to talk me out of buying it which dan mostly did Molt stayed out of the conversation i was i was away <laughs> so what? i was on a ship whatever i mean it's it's an ad that is well targeted to me this was um it's brilliant.tech this is not an ad it replaces a light switch and like if you can wire a light switch you can install this i'm like i can install a light switch that's like the most electric thing i can do after that i have no idea how to do anything after I that it's the electric slide yeah i can install a doorbell <laughs> I've done that twice. Uh, most recently, my ring doorbell that I had for more than a year. I finally installed it. Uh, but the, like, it replaces your light switch, and then it can control Sonos, Nest, Ring, and it has Alexa built in. And I was like, this is so cool. And it is cool, but the light switch is very near the Nest. And the light switch is very near the Echo slash Sonos. And the doorbell is cool because it has a screen, like a camera, and you need your phone for that part. Like, it's not going to... So I didn't get it. It's like, but you can imagine a future very easily where this is what light switches are. I don't know that that's a better future, but you can imagine a future that like, it feels like back to the future in those light switches. And that's where it's going to happen. Yeah. We've also installed faxes in all of your rooms. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I guess the future is light switches. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's fine. Enjoy your dumb home. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your Apple devices so you can focus on your business. Mind your business. No IT experience needed. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and even lock or wipe a device as needed from anywhere. And now, the Rebound listeners can start securing your business today by setting up your first three devices for free forever. Add more for just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash rebound. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash rebound. The dog is freaking out for some reason. Oh no! I think now I think he stopped. But I think I got your watch. I think your watch is. Oh right. fucker! I it literally <laughs> it literally hasn't moved since I sent you guys that screenshot. It's so annoying. Oh nope! Now it's gone in the other direction. Ah, motherfuckers! <laughs> Why would you? You were so close. 